It's before Paul early. And this is the pre-W Smith Show on 760 WJR. Here is Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to the Pre-W Smith Show. Of course, matters relating to technology advancements, especially technology advancements that foster industry here locally, are always of interest to us on this show and, and in the community here in the Detroit region. And it's a really interesting partnership that was forged to improve battery power for space applications, that being between NASA and Purdue University. But interestingly, this new technology, this new approach to generating power is actually something that could be very, very instrumental in fostering the rollout of electric vehicles for the auto industry. And that certainly is of interest to us here in the Detroit region. Now, the story was brought to us by Terry Collins. He's a money and tech reporter for USA Today, and he covered the story and is going to bring it to us. Terry, tell us about this new technology and how it can be applied to electric vehicles. So there's this experimental technology that's using uh, the cool equipment in space that could be able to cut the charging times of EVs to maybe five minutes or less, NASA said last week. The agency has some uh, funded technology in partnership with Purdue University, and they said that the research they're planning for these future space missions shows that its tech could charge an electric car within five minutes instead of multiple hours that it normally takes now. The technique is called subcool flow boiling, which can raise the amount of electrical current EV chargers by roughly 1,400 amps. And that's nearly five times the rate of about 520 amps that's used to provide power to, to EVs. So NASA is saying that uh, in conjunction with, with uh, other researchers that it's possibly that uh, be able to maybe charge some of these EVs that are slowly making their way further into the market faster. Yeah, and we know that charging really is the bottleneck in the, you know, the issue over charging. Availability of chargers, charging time, confidence associated with having a charge, all these things are some of the factors that are the bottleneck still yet that could open up with new technology like this should there come along a technology that can achieve actually what this might indeed be able to achieve. I think one of the other interesting things here also to point out, though, Terry, is how this university-federal agency partnership has worked, and it's worked historically this way in many cases, whether it's a defense part of the government or in a technology to serve the defense industry, or in this case, serving NASA and our interests in space, how those technologies can spill over to really impact our practical lives. Ultimately, we have lots of examples of that. But was the partnership with Purdue forged to create the technology for NASA's space interest? Or is the partnership with Purdue to take that technology that was created and bring that into the electric vehicle marketplace where consumers would use it? Uh, that's, uh, that's a great question. So last year, Purdue announced an alternative cooling method by inventing a patent-pending charging station cable that would fully recharge certain electric vehicles in under five minutes. So they've been working on this. And that, that's about uh, the charging in under five minutes. That's roughly about maybe what they say is the same time amount it takes maybe to fill up a, fill up a gas tank. Well, back then, but now <laughs> it's a different story now <laughs> with the gas prices are. And so I think what would be interesting for your listeners, especially in the, in the greater Detroit area, is that, you know, this research and development collab was funded by Purdue and, of course, uh, the Ford Motor Company, you know, dating back at least five years. So I think what we heard last week from NASA is another step in that ongoing research that's been happening. And again, a great example of technology that can spill over from uh, this kind of R&D world, the scientific world, as I mentioned previously, the defense world. But here it spills over into impacting our daily lives, something we'd really put to use, something that would swing the doors wide open to a, this burgeoning industry of electric vehicles. No, definitely, because 
I mean, you think about sometimes, I mean, you just like think some of the you know, big picture, even down to, 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 uh, you'll get that, that's the micro level, but then you look at the micro level. Okay. What does this mean for me? Right. Exactly. It's interesting. It's academic. It's stimulating, but what does it mean for me practically? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I think you think of, of all things that's happening, you know, here in the country and stuff like that. And here's like millions and millions of dollars being spent on research like this. And you try to wonder the practicality of all, like, couldn't that money be better spent elsewhere? So maybe this is a chance to like, say, maybe this is money being better spent elsewhere in, in the future. And it can open up the EV industry and then also maybe, you know, help clear the air, literally, so to speak, you know, eliminate some of the waste. And, and you know, I live in California and, you know, there's laws saying soon that we may all have to convert over to the EV. So hearing something like this, the feedback that I got after the story has been quite positive And I think it opens the door to a lot of possibilities. And for the EV industry, I think they've been thinking this could be the breakthrough, as you said, that could uh, finally maybe make the feasibility of having an EV, you know, and with this, the chargers, and then hopefully there'll be more locations where you can charge up remotely. This is like another new chapter that I think can probably impact many of us. Yeah. And so this is still in the R&D phase. It's not ready to be commercialized yet. What are the next steps? What are you hearing in terms of timing and next steps, critical next steps to actually make this a reality and get it into market? Well, I think we probably want to see how it works in space. And I think that could be probably done in shorter. I think we're maybe some years away from what I've heard from experts. So I think the possibility of this, and who knows what happens now after that, you know, once we see it it may work in in space, then it might be, you know, a rapid development to maybe us seeing it, you know, for those who are interested, those who have electric vehicles, we might see something in uh, in short order. So, you know, we're already five years into the research give or take maybe between another two to five years or maybe less. You know how technology works. With enough people to put their minds and heads together, things can happen pretty quickly. So the potential seemingly is there. I, I think we've seen a big step according to, to, to NASA. That's really great. Terry Collins, Money and Tech Reporter, USA Today. Appreciate you bringing the story to us. Thank you, Terry. Good to have you on as always. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Going to head to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 